All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Burn One Podcast. You got your boy Rodney in here. You got your boy Too Bleezy in this thing. And we got a very special guest with us today via Zoom. We got that boy Play. Yes, sir. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening, man? We appreciate you coming through and talking to us. Yeah, no problem, man. No problem. Yeah, man. So just to jump right into it, like, just straight off looking at your Instagram, you active and you are out. Like you've been outside through the pandemic. Uh, yeah. I'm- <laughs> so, so you do promotion and like uh, kind of like a club promotion. How did you get into that? Uh, I pretty much started with, uh, I was doing hostings at first. I was like the guy on the mic that pretty much like got the club hyped throughout the night. And uh, as I started getting popular, I started noticing that the promoters was making more money off of me than I was getting paid. So <laughs> I was bringing all the people. So I started figuring out, man, I could throw my own shows. So I started doing it like that. Okay. So like you, you based out of Texas, right? Uh, yeah, I'm originally from uh, Tennessee. I'm from Clarksville, but uh, I moved okay. to Texas. Okay. All right, then. Shout, out, know that. shout out Clarksville. Shout all out. Right. Yeah, I'm 3-1, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what brought you to Texas? Was it the promotion? Uh, uh, no, it was mostly like my dad. I had a, uh, I got a record deal in Houston, Texas, and I moved down there for a little while. And then after the, after the record deal, uh, didn't go through, I ended up having kids and just staying. I'm there. Okay. All right. I feel that. Okay. So, uh, you said you started off hosting at first. Um, how do you even get into hosting? Like, I, I, I can't even like wrap my mind around how you even get into that lifestyle. Uh, damn, how did I get into hosting? I think hosting came about, um, actually when I moved to Texas, I had a show while I was rapping and the lady that, it was just the lady that introduced the, uh, introduced me to come out to rap. And, uh, it was just more like, uh, she didn't have no enthusiasm. No, it's like, she didn't even want to announce me <laughs> and it, and it didn't get the crowd to engage with me. So when I started rapping, they kind of just started going to the bar and shit. So I'm like, bro, there has to be a position of somebody that can do something about that. Like somebody that can get the crowd hyped before somebody rap. You know what I'm saying? So I just, to me, I feel like I made it up. Like, I don't think it was, I, I never remember seeing anybody that do, does anything like that. I remember Hype Man, you know what I'm saying? That come out with the arts. Yeah. Somebody. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hype Man and what you was doing, it's, a, it's definitely a, a difference between the two for sure. So like for, Cause I had started doing it to the point where, I mean, I would, I remember doing Juicy J, uh, doing a show with Juicy J, and I had to entertain the crowd for two and a half hours. You know what I'm saying? So, he was that late. Was he that late? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, damn, and that's a Juicy J crowd. Yeah, <laughs> they wouldn't even they even start the treatment. So that's kind of how I started doing that. I wanted to. There had to be something we could do. So yeah. I started doing it for. A, friends and the next thing you know i was getting booked so okay so once you got into hosting and then into promotion what would you say was like your big like your your biggest step toward being even more successful as a promoter like what was your big promotion oh as in, like, my biggest show or what was my biggest stepping stone? Or? Yeah, like, your yeah, biggest like show. You in, like, your biggest show to put you on, like, I think it was more of, like, a lot of little shows all together. 
I think, uh, yeah, it's mostly like a lot of little shows. I think now, after all these years, I'm starting to really throw my big concerts now. I think it took me some years to get to where I'm at now, but uh, there was a club called Ice Lounge. I think that really put me on. Uh, that uh, Al- nah, it's in San Antonio. It's a club called Ice Lounge. But uh, yeah, that one, that one really gave me. I was throwing shows like back to back, like every two weeks, and they was packed. So it was like people was like, "Yo," I was bringing like weird people, and it was still work. Like I think one time I brought a. I think the weirdest show I ever bought, people like talked about me online. I had brought Silk the Shocker. <laughs> and it, everybody was online, like, why would you even do that? But I feel like I felt like growing up that he had fans, regardless of what anybody said, he had fans. And at the time yeah. when I've never been to Texas before in his whole career. So he had to have somebody left that wanted to see him, bro. And sure enough, to put, got a name like that. But, people want to hear Silk. Yeah, hell yeah. A hundred people showed up, so somebody liked it. Right. That's sick to sugar. Hey. <laughs> right. Niggas, niggas always going to try and find a way to hate, though. Right. Yeah. So, okay, so being in San Antonio, like, uh, with, the, with the promotions and everything, I went through your page. I mean, I've been following you for a while, so I see you you do shows with the big names and everything like that, Stunifo Vegas is and everybody. Um, you go, uh, like... Dirt coming up though. <laughs> oh yeah, and the, and the show with Little Dirk. That like that's huge. So yeah. so, but when is that? For like, just let's go ahead and get that out the way. When is the show with Little Dirk? Uh, July fourth. Okay. Okay, going up. Where at? It's at a uh, Sunset Station in San Antonio, Texas. July fourth, man. PWK. Going up on that. So how do you like get in? How do you run into Little Dirk and be like, hey man, I need you for this show? <laughs> type deal. Uh, I kind of, um, I kind of, throughout all the years, like I, um, I had started keeping like getting DJs numbers, getting managers numbers, getting people's numbers, and just kind of having them ready for when I needed them. So it was kind of easy, actually. Uh, I just made a couple phone calls, and next thing I know, I had talked to one of his best friends, like his like partner, which got me in uh, in touch with his um, with his uh, manager, and got him just. Took me like two days. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. So, so being so able- how 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 long have you been doing to be in those type of connections? Um, like as far as just connecting with DJs and stuff like that, because I know that's where it starts at. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I think I started like 13, 14 years ago. Man, I started out. I was oh, yeah. a bar back at a club. I was the I was the dude to go get the ice and the napkins and stuff. That's how I started. <laughs> <laughs> and I just uh, one of the club owners. I was so hungry at that time. Um, I ended up being like barback. Then I ended up being head of barback. Then I was like head of barback and security. And next thing you know, I was running one of the biggest clubs in San Antonio at that time. It was a long time. Like yeah, that was years ago. I didn't even have a driver's license, and I was—I had like thirty-six employees. <laughs> you know what I'm so you were making those connections like before you had even thought about doing hosting and stuff like yeah. that, or was you were yeah. were you trying to make the connections because of like your your rap career you were pursuing? Yeah, I thought rapping was gonna do it for me. I thought that <laughs> I thought that was okay. it. But once I had um, I seen that rapping wasn't really making me no money. I was getting booked more as a host to be funny and to come on stage and get the crowd hype. But the the trick to that was. 
I'm in control of the whole club, so I can play my song whenever I want to. So I right. think it was more beneficial for me to be a host than to, to, you know, do rapping. That makes sense. So if I can get in the door like that, I can have the DJ play my song whenever I want to. Right. I don't have to ask nobody. So, so being from know, so so being from Clarksville, you said you moved to Houston for music. Uh, we do this podcast. We when well, we had started, it centered around local, the local music scene with Nashville specifically. Back when you were trying to like get into the music career or in the music business, what did you think of the Nashville hip hop scene? Like, did it look like something that that was promising, or you needed to go to Houston? Um, being from here, I mean. Y'all probably didn't even know that I'm, I'm a little older, so I know like a lot of the rappers that was here back then. We had um, who do we have back then? I think the only people that we had was like Quantity Cash. Uh, okay. I think Young Book was on the come up. Yo Gotti was on the come up back then. Uh, there wasn't a lot of people from here that made it, so it really didn't seem like we had. I mean, I mean. Usher, I mean, people don't know this, but Usher from Chattanooga. Right, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So once he was, like, claiming Atlanta, I was like, well, damn, that's that's crazy. Yeah. You so like, gotta... I mean, we had, like, the you know, the A-Ball, MJG, the regular people, but there was nobody from my hood that, like, made it or nobody. So I, that was it. I feel like you had to leave to do anything. That's kind of still how it is, but it's, it's it's the tide is slowly turning here in the city. I mean, the closest person that we had around here that made it was I felt like I was connected to was Buck. Okay, yeah, that was the person. Yeah, I went to Nashville and seen him on Second Street. You know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. seen him in the chain, so I felt like dang, like he made it. So I felt a part of that at the time. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. So. Hold on. Cause I got my list of questions. My fault, man. You good? <laughs> so, what's a what's a common misconception people have about promoting? Like, I know some people may man. think it is just easy, huh? No, it's not easy. It's stressful. I'm talking about man. Yeah. You you got a lot of, especially when you not even just promoted, but you got your money on the line. So some people don't understand. Like some of these concerts cost a hundred, hundred fifty thousand dollars, hundred sixty thousand dollars. And like, man, it, it gets stressful. I mean, sometimes the artists don't want to do what they promised. You know, they said they was going to send you a drop or them saying they're going to be there. And then they don't send it till two days before the concert. And, mm. uh, the, the venue might switch it up on you. We don't have that. Like, hey, the venue's supposed to close at two. But no, nah, y'all got to close at 12. Like, what? The contract's Boy. ain't even like, It's just all kind of stuff come with it, man, that people just don't know about behind the scenes. What's something that you so was it? Uh, I'll go ahead, TJ. My fault. I was just gonna say, so was it easier like when it came to like shows and stuff? Was it easier being an artist or is it easier on the promoter side? Um, I think it's if you're trying to compare the two artists and a promoter, yeah, just like as far as like dealing with shows go. Um it's definitely easier to be, to be an artist than it is a promoter, for sure. I mean, I mean, being an artist, you kind of just dealing with yourself. I mean, it's just you. Either you're going to go to the studio and make the song, or you're not. Either you're going to put it out. You ain't, so, 
like have you, you never had no problems with like uh like just a promoter trying to you feel me get over on you for a show or something like that oh yeah for sure <laughs> for sure i don't have promoters do that i just had somebody hit me up recently i ain't saying names. somebody somebody hit me up recently wanted me to do a show and they are a promoter and they wanted to i guess they wanted to book me i'm not for sure what he was trying to do but he was like yeah he wanted to book me to be a host and I was like, cool. And he was like, I'm going to give you 45 tickets to sell. And you just keep the money. And I felt like that was weird. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. That's just yeah. That sounds funny. That sounds funny. Like, I don't yeah. sell 45 tickets and I get to keep all the money. Um, that sounds weird. <laughs> yeah. Is, it, is yeah, promoting something you could, like, you could, like, get a, an apprentice in? Like, has anybody ever uh, come to you trying to kind of work under you um yeah i've had that before it's just it's kind of hard to i mean i guess i could show somebody the ropes but at the same time you got to kind of have a following you got to put that work in i mean i could teach you everything and it still might not work for you sometimes it works for people sometimes it don't that makes sense. so popularity and, and and quote unquote clout goes a long way within the promotion bring <laughs> yeah. them i mean you can because you got to think, too, like, there's even certain people that I probably couldn't even bring. Like, if I did a flyer and they said, you know, that boy play presents Jay-Z, people going to question it. Like, yo, how the fuck you get that, man? <laughs> I mean, you I'm got like, some big names on your shit, so. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Beyonce or something. Like, how he pull that off? Like, I don't know. I don't know if we want to buy tickets, though. We're not for sure. So it really just depends. You ever ran into, like, I know you said you had the promoter that had asked you for the 45 tickets or whatever, but you ever ran into, like, uh, you don't got to say no names, but, like, just an artist or a promoter or a manager that was just being absolutely difficult. Like, I know some people in that industry can be hard to work with, and yeah. I don't uh, know to work with. Uh, I know you said Juicy was late two hours. Yeah, he was real late. I don't think nobody's really been hard to work with. I think some of the celebrities I came into were just, they not, they're not who they are on, in real life. Like, they, they, some of them jerks, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> I would imagine. They jerks, like. Yeah, yeah I would imagine. I remember, I'm trying to think of anybody. I think the only problem I ever ran into, I probably ran into a problem with, like, Future, 2 Chainz, 2 Chainz tried to, I think I think me and my brother, I think two chains tried to charge us like four hundred and fifty dollars or four hundred dollars take a picture. It wasn't him, let me clarify. It wasn't him, <laughs> but the people are He's trying to uh you wanna take a picture? And I was like, I mean, yes. He's like, yeah, it's like four hundred. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, <nah>, we good. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I'm straight on that. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, I'm cool. He 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 way, he way taller than me anyway, so that picture ain't gonna look right. <laughs> Well, we, we uh, also yeah, we we don't ran into a couple of, of, of uh, and they're not even famous on our show. But just a couple of uh, you know artists that are hard to work with, and you know, and it comes at every level. I would I'm assuming. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I tried. To, I remember one time giving my CD to Andre 2000, and uh, right when I had turned around, he threw it. <laughs> what? Damn. Yeah, it took everything in me not to, not to go back over there. Well, wow, yeah, niggas be acting disrespectful. Oh, nah, he, 
chunked it, chunked it. Like not even in the garbage can, just just chunked it. God, like in the street. Oh yeah, you got my favorite <laughs> partner. <laughs> I, I don't give a fuck who you is. Yeah, I don't care who you is. Three stacks or not. <laughs> we ain't doing that. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, I'm, I'm Adam ran into some crazy, crazy. I'm trying to think of somebody else. I think I went to go, I went to go pick up Ace Hood one time. And uh his his manager, when I went to go pick him up in the van, uh, he told me I look too hood for him to ride with me. What I thought that was good. You, that's what I said, but I guess they wanted somebody to button up on a little driver. I had my grill and stuff. See, and we supposed to help each other. They're supposed to be our people. <laughs> yeah. I picked them up, so they ended up getting their own car and driving, and it was, like, weird. Like, it was crazy. No, that, that, that's definitely that's wild. <laughs> uh, so what you got going on in the city? And uh, you in Nashville right now, right? No, I'm in Clarksville right now, man. Oh, you in Clarksville? Okay, what you what you got going on in Clarksville? Mom, brothers and stuff. It's kind of busy. Yeah. Yeah. So they so were, uh, they so bad. My mom want to come over. It's so bad, bro. Did you come on the show? <laughs> she, bro, say so bad. She more than welcome on the show. Go say, hey, mom. She want to get on so bad. Come on, mom. <laughs> Be in the camera. <laughs> I said, I'm mom, she waving. <laughs> Hi. How you doing? How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet All you. Right. Oh, man, go. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> made her man. But yeah, I just came out here to visit, man. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's cool. It's been a little family time. Yes, sir. We appreciate you You stopping by and talking <laughs> to us while you're that's down awesome. How did y'all start y'all podcast? What y'all got going on? Oh, man. We started, so me and him were roommates back in college, but we've been knowing each other since uh, high school, since way back. Okay. And um, we started the podcast, what was it, like 2015? 2014. 2014? August. <laughs> August 2014. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me August. find out you when y'all started, man. That's crazy. <laughs> it's been so long, man. <laughs> it's been so long, and... We we didn't start taking it serious and like putting things out until like 2017. Uh, okay. That's when we started putting shit on Spotify, Apple, and all that. And man, well, no, we had been on we had been on Apple, Spotify. I, I, we was on, you know we was on SoundCloud. Talk to TJ, man, because I don't really think you know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> no, <Nah>, man. Uh, <laughs> like at first. <laughs> At first, we had started, we was just on SoundCloud, but then, like, within the first year, we ended up getting all our shit on, like, Apple or whatever, but I would say we just didn't, we didn't really take it serious, like, I felt like, kind of, we didn't really see, like, where the podcasting uh, space was going, or, I mean, it wasn't even there, where it is now, but, like, we didn't really just see what it, what it could actually bring us, and so, like we just wasn't consistent with it, but then like I like he said, I say around 2017 we started like being way more consistent because like we had times when we would go like probably two three months without posting an episode, and yeah. then I hop back and then nah, do an episode back to back. Job you gotta be on it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Look at podcast sometimes because you get a feel of like different artists and stuff that you wouldn't normally get to to know about. You know what I'm saying? Like the the in depth. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? Because that might be somebody watching this that didn't know about promotion. They wanted to get into it and they're like, yo, okay, I need to do my research. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Game. You know what I mean? So it's, I like because Yeah, because yeah, I, I like, that's what I like about it. Like being able to, you know, have a voice and, you know, educate people on things. Because, you know, it's a lot of niggas that, like uh, an example that I always, you know, bring up, whether it be sports or uh, or music, you know, everybody always want to be either the athlete or the or the rapper. But, you know, there's so many other things that go around that person that makes them what they are. And, you know, it's uh, you a know dude, people don't really explain that to, to people. There's a dude right now behind your favorite rapper that you will never hear about. that got more money than your rapper. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That you like, you know what I'm saying? Never hear about. Mm-hmm. Never. Right. And, you know, a lot of people will never even put you on the game. Like, you know, you could also do this. Like, you feel me? You don't got to be the rapper. You know, niggas need yeah. beats. Niggas need all engineers. Niggas, all type of shit. You, you know, and, and same goes in the entertainment. Because even even the promoter, like, you got to think if you do. Let's just let's just do a breakdown. You bring somebody that. Uh, somebody that's like maybe one hundred thousand dollars. Um, you bring a venue that's holds like five, six thousand people. You can make four hundred fifty thousand dollars off that off that concert if you if you do it right. You just spent a hundred, so mm-hmm. made more than an artist. You do a couple of them, you in the millions of dollars. Like you know what I'm saying? Right. So mm-hmm. it don't take long. All it takes is two, three successful shows, and you probably don't ever have to work again in your life. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a smooth way to look at it too. <laughs> I'm saying, I mean, <laughs> just gotta, you just gotta pick your artist right. I mean, and at the right time, because I mean, anything. You see, with Pooh Shiesty, right after we booked Pooh Shiesty, he doing some crazy shit. So that'd be that'd be part of the um, the thing too. You be stressed like you book an artist and you know they kind of crazy. You don't know what he'll do before the show. Like Pooh Shiesty was gonna shoot a gun in the middle of the strip club for no reason. Like who knew that? But you right. know, I mean, like, booked him. Like you know, what I'm saying that he was that he had they had to cancel those shows. A well, lot of- since you done brought it up, would you uh would you book a person like uh you know someone who's been in the the headlines a lot lately, Quando Rondo? Um, for our market, I would- or it don't have to be specifically him, but like you know someone in that situation. Okay, I give you a prime example. I we had uh, me and my promotional company uh, that I, I work with, me and uh, two of my friends. PWK, um, six nine had crossed our desk. Uh, I got a phone call. Somebody called my called my phone and was, "Hey, uh, you know, would you like to be involved in this six nine situation?" <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie to you; it was a very profitable situation. But it was like, man, like, yeah, I don't know. Like that's <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's touchy. Like, yeah, because like, I'm sure with that, like. You got to think about like your reputation is on the line as well. We bringing someone like that, yeah. But he, it's like, bro, he packing out shows, bro. Like, nobody yeah. care about. I've seen, I've seen, yeah, I've seen. You got think <laughs> San Antonio's where all that stuff popped off at. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it slick was. Now that you say that, yeah, I do remember that. San Antonio he was even with the uh, with the with the OGs out there. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Very popular offense, and that can really stir stir up a lot of a lot of stuff, man. So I was like, I don't really think that's something we should. I mean, dang, it was very, very like very profitable situation. But I was like, nah, man, we got to pass on that. Yeah, so, Rondo, so I don't really think 
his is as serious as six nine, but I still think it'll be some problems. But yeah. I'll probably have to pass. Okay. So like in situations like that, if like you were to bring an artist to a club, a club or a venue and say something does happen, you know, we not hoping that anything does, but like, you know, if something does happen, does like that fall back on you, do like the the owner of the club come to you to well, you know handle that issue or I'm a promoter, man, you and you do it like the legal way. Like we did everything we were supposed to do with LLCs and everything we were supposed to do. So um one of our things that we get, you have to get a, a million dollar insurance policy for every show that you do. So um, if it did fall back on us, we'll be covered. Uh, but okay. some of the things does get covered through the venue because we rented the venue. So they should mm-hmm. have it as well. So that's kind of, but not on the, on. that's the legal aspect of it. But as in, in the real world, everything falls back on the promoter. Okay. Okay. It's his fault. It's his fault. He should have brought him. That's what everybody's going to say. Right. They, right. On the promoter, for sure. Okay, yeah, because that's something I've definitely always wondered about. Because I know, like, you got to have relationships with these people that you, you know, have in these clubs and or venues and stuff like that. So I've always wondered how, you know, you got to manage, like, situations like that. And then it too, it just depends. Like if the club already got a bad name and then something happened, then sometimes it'll be like, oh, that's just club such so that always happens. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if it's a nice club and then you did it, then yeah, you're gonna get the money. <laughs> <laughs> you done it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Never had no problems before, then I'm I'm the problem. So that's kind of how but yeah, the promoter get blamed for everything. Everything. If the drink's nasty, the promoters get blamed for it just <laughs> Everything. Me and uh, they was mad. They was mad at me last time because of Pusha T when he came. He came, uh, he performed, and then he left. And everybody was like, "Oh, he didn't perform that long." But I'm like, he don't really have that many songs. That many songs, yeah. He don't got that much catalog. I don't know. He did back in blood, right? Like, (laughs) right. Like that's what y'all came here for. He did that. He did, and he. But that was like the grand finale, and then that was it. It was they was mad. They, they had me in all kind of memes. They was on my head. Damn. They was on my. <laughs> being in <laughs> being in Texas, uh, this is kind of off topic, but there's a one specific Texas artist that TJ just cannot rock with, and I don't know if you've heard of him or not. Tisa Korean. Oh my god. <laughs> I have not. Apologize, whoever that is. I have not heard of them. I, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't even know he was with the Texas. I think he's bigger with the younger kids. He just he just signed some. Oh, 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 I know who that is. He got okay, yeah, yeah. I know who. Why are you on rock? I like. I mean, he he makes fun music, like party music. I know what you're talking about. It's it's for the Bro, kids. It's, it's not it's for, for me. Kids, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah, it I, just ain't for me. That's all it is. Like I was just call it this, to me. Yeah. It ain't for me, yeah. and I don't really think it's all that great. He he, more, he is like the troll. He does like the troll me about the little shit. That's all that is. I don't really have no hate towards the man. Some of his songs be jamming. And I would just jam in the car, but like mm-hmm. at the club, like you know what I'm saying? He got a couple of couple I mean little. he made TikTok music. Like yeah, right. yeah, for sure. For sure. And I and I only ask that because I know because uh, you do promotion, like I know it's different types of crowds you try to promote to. His audience would be a totally different crowd. I mean, I'm sure he'd bring in some of 
your usual audience, but I'm, he got a way younger crowd. High school party or college party is something for him. The grown people definitely wouldn't come out for him for sure. Yeah, no. <laughs> sure. No, is there crazy. a difference between um, doing the college parties and like, well, what is the biggest difference between doing college promotion and just regular promotion, like for the adults and stuff outside of demographics? Uh, well, and and tech. Well, I ain't gonna say in Texas, well, in San Antonio, it's it's a very different crowd. Like you know, what I'm saying the UTSA is the college around us. Like they just they have like a cult following. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they they only go where they want to go. Like that's it. So hmm. and then the adults, like if you do like an uh, an adult party, you try to mix it. Like they don't, they don't, they just won't go. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. But some of these concerts. Now we do an all age concert, like so anybody can go. And sometimes that can that can make or break the concert too. Sometimes people don't like that. They don't like all age events. You you uh yeah, you don't work that. with South by Southwest. Um, I have well, I think like yeah, I, in the past, like way before like the pandemic and stuff, we did, but uh not yet. Hopefully, hopefully next year everything be live and stuff by Southwest. Never been to it. I've heard that's like probably top five, top two. Uh, conferences slash festivals. Yeah, I think it's like the second or third largest music conference, and it lasts for like two weeks. Yeah, yeah, I know it's like I know like South by and then A three C is one of them. You can you can make it a break in uh in South by. You know what I'm saying? The baby got his started stop by Southwest. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, With the diaper shit. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. So if you can. Because it's not only just music, it's 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 a it's a film and music festival. So like the first week is a lot of movie producers, a lot of actors, a lot of everybody that's anybody. I mean, it used to be even bigger than what it was. Uh I mean for the past couple of years it kind of died down a little bit. But at one point, I mean, I remember going to South by Southwest and Jay-Z and Kanye was walking down, you know what I'm saying, the street. Like it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Beyonce was there, like. Sec, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. How y'all have, what is the second street down there in Nashville where all the bars are? Broadway. Broadway and second, yeah. Second, so um, in Austin, they have something called, what is it, Sixth Street? Same exact thing. And that's where they be okay. walking. It's, just, it's down there just like that. Okay. But yeah, I, I think a few years ago, that's where... Uh, I think it was Thug, or was it Wayne had brought the casket through, or somebody brought a casket through South by for like one of their uh, projects. And you, if you can, if you can, oh yeah, Kodak, I think Kodak Black did something like that. Kodak did something like that. A lot of artists, if you could do something, make because it's not it's hundreds of thousands of people out there. Like you go out mm-hmm. there enough uh, promotional material, you come up with a good enough gimmick or something out there you can win everybody else it's gonna promote itself hell yeah mm-hmm. filming everybody gonna post it it's gonna be it's gonna go crazy so south by southwest is something i think everybody should experience and go down like especially y'all doing a podcast i would definitely definitely go down there especially when you can do pod. now you can do it on your phone like we Man, don't hell you know, yeah yeah i don't know just get a interview you know what i'm saying See, i think we was looking into going to south by like a few years ago and then shit i know last year i was definitely trying to go but then you know the pandemic hit and all that shit because i was trying to get tickets to uh south by and a3c yeah okay just passed, right yeah mm-hmm. 
Well, after I'm gonna get y'all. Uh, I'm gonna get y'all, after we get off. I'm gonna hit you and I'm gonna give you away. I can get you some celebrities on your podcast, man. Oh, say uh, less. less. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. I know it's you. You got all kinds of shit going on, but you're with your family right now, so we're not gonna hold you too long. How you doing? Uh, good. We good. My mama, she, she's so happy right now. <laughs> I'm just proud. Here she come. Here she come. No, Here she come. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just proud of him. That's all. I'm really, really right. proud. As you he should. Started. As you should, right. As I'm you should. Really, yes. <laughs> yeah, he won't tell y'all the story how he really got started. Uh oh, uh oh. Do mama got a story <laughs> for us? <laughs> Just said it. <laughs> Do mama got a story for us? <laughs> it's booking everything, man. <laughs> I'm yelling. <laughs> what did you uh what you get into this past weekend for uh for Father's Day? Uh I was actually booked, man. I was everywhere, man. Uh I had some shows out of town that Friday, Saturday, and I, I left. I left to come here on Sunday for Father's Day, so I made it here for Father's Day. Okay, okay, all right. I had a um, Erica Banks. She got that song "Bust It." Oh, yeah. Erica! All right, Banks, man, I had got booked for that. So we, we uh, me and my DJ, be doing a lot of shows. Uh, his name Wild Style, so we got something called the Playing Wild Style Show. So it's like an experience, man. He DJ and then I, I MC and I do my jokes. I do my little stuff that I do. So we be getting booked a lot to, to do that. So that that helped us book getting popular like that too. Oh, that's hard. Y'all, so y'all still do that? Yeah, yeah. We even though we throw our own shows, we still get booked to do our parties too. That's fire. Like, so do y'all go from? I know y'all go everywhere with your parties. Like, do you do separate tours with the promotion? Yeah. They be trying to they be trying to get us sometime. They'll book him without me and me without him. They be trying to they don't want to pay that fee. So they they mm-hmm. try to do the thing. <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't gonna let no money uh uh go away. So we're gonna we gonna we do it. <laughs> For sure. No everything For sure. opening back up. I'm sure your schedule is going crazy now. Yeah, um, yeah man. Well since we said well, one of our new slogans was we, we got tired of waiting on people to book us, so we started booking ourselves. So that was one of the reasons. Why we start doing a promotional company uh, that we have now is called PWK. Um, we just started bringing a lot of bigger shows to the city because for a minute, like there was no concerts coming, like they just stopped. Even before the pandemic, like we had just stopped. So once everything opened back up, we was like, man, we're gonna we're gonna have the first start on the first hit on it. Let's do it. Has it been and difficult, like kind of like working with those protocols and stuff like that? Like I know people still do the COVID stuff. We outside in Texas. They outside. It's okay. Outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ain't doing no tripping in Texas. Hey, outside. no. Yeah, we feel you. Hey, Tennessee outside too. Tennessee yeah, been outside like a motherfucker. So when we got here, you know, my girl kept saying, "Oh man, you gotta put on my mask." Like, nah, ain't no mask. We just go inside. Yeah, they don't care no more. They don't care at all. Texas was out. I don't think Texas ever went inside. Texas stayed outside. Nah, 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 for a little while, they had us scared for a minute. And then once people, <laughs> once people started getting a little money, you know, all that money started building up. Like, we need to go outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was on unemployment for like a year, man. Couldn't spend no money. 
How are you going to tell me to stay at the house and you're just going to give me unemployment? I got to go outside. Right. right. <laughs> Not only PPPs, it was going to die. Hey, it was money out here. <laughs> I don't know if the PPP uh, epidemic happened down here. I, I ain't really... I ain't really seen nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, everybody got their ten bands. Then okay. <laughs> right, 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 right. We go. We gonna leave that where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> well, know, that that motherfucker hit hit Texas by storm, bro. Man, yeah, crazy. Yeah. They hit a few places. Thousand <laughs> like that. I never seen. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I want to talk about that. <laughs> hey. <uh-oh. laughs> yeah, we we good though. We good on the PPP. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but during uh <laughs> during this pandemic, I know that's when we started ramping back up on the show. Cause uh hell, we was at the house and we were just like, it's there's no reason why we shouldn't be consistent with this and everything is stopped. You know what I'm saying? So that really pushed us to keep going and start staying consistent. And then we just started putting our stuff out on YouTube. Okay, yeah. yeah. Texas is real. They sitting them fast, too. If you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. They said them hoes fast. TikTok, too. TikTok, one of my partners uh, did a couple of viral videos, man, on TikTok and he got a message. The next thing you know, they told him, man, this credit card, they were sending money. You getting paid to be on TikTok. And they did that. He mm-hmm. ain't out. See, you the, you probably like the third or fourth person to tell us to go on TikTok. You're the first one that said they make money on TikTok. I ain't never heard yeah. that. That's crazy. Damn, I look for them. They come find you. Uh, yo, appreciate Damn. that. All right. Say less. We finna have to hop on the TikTok wave. I mean, just do some videos, man. Like, do some funny videos and just incorporate your... Uh, you know, y'all, y'all show name and just have a TikTok for it, man. You just never know. All it takes is one video, bro, for you to be famous. All yeah. it takes. You know what I'm saying? I done had, yeah, that's definitely right. I done had a few videos go viral throughout the years. Like, it's it's money, man. You can definitely make it. I had a, I had, a, I had one of my videos on Worldstar one time. I hit, like, I think it was like four or five million views. You know what I'm saying? Like, Shit. different stuff. I done had a couple of videos go viral on Facebook, million views, two million views, like. It's that definitely hit you up, man. Definitely money to be made everywhere. Don't limit yourself. Yes, the podcast. You know what I'm saying? If y'all got to be funny, then be funny on TikTok. Be funny on Facebook. Yeah. It, it'll all circle around and come back. You know what I'm saying? Even if you're uh, podcast, at the same time, y'all promoters. You still you you promote your show. Yeah, that's facts. Hell yeah. Hey man, don't don't limit yourself to just the podcast. No, nah, yeah, because definitely, like, I always just looked at TikTok as some little kid shit, but, like, now, like he said, you've been, like, for sure, at least the third or fourth person to come and say something to us about TikTok, it's a, and, like, I'm just starting to realize more, it's just now how people look, how, how they go to get that information now. Yeah, it's all social media, because different places, different things, like, I know when I went to, um, I was in like New York and stuff like that. And I was telling, you know, hey man, follow me on Facebook. They laughing at me like, yo, we don't, we don't do that around here, man. I, I follow Instagram. But when you go to San Antonio and Texas, like Facebook is, they still use it like a lot. Like it's very popular. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, you never know your demographic. Like you got to figure it out. Like there might be in your, in your demographic, TikTok might be jumping and you don't even know. 
So you can post okay. one of your letters or hey, post hey, y'all check out my podcast and it go viral just on your TikTok. And people are getting that information, you know what I'm saying? Because now TikTok right. is with uh Instagram. So when you scrolling, you still seeing TikTok regardless. Yeah, right. With the little reels or whatever that they got. Mm-hmm. So you might as well integrate, might as well gotta get with the times. You want yeah, uh, nice that for sure. Are you on Clubhouse? Um, throughout the pandemic, man, I did get on Clubhouse for a little bit. It just got a little overwhelming, man. It was very people, much so. People was taking too far. Like, yeah. it was a lot. I don't even know how to say it without being. It was a lot of lames on there that got cool, and they really lame. And it was just like yeah. some real lames, some yeah, real lames. <laughs> and it just took. I, I feel like it took from it. It took from it from from what it was supposed to be and what it was. Yeah, what sure. it started off as. Sure. I feel the really same creative. way. It was very. It was a very creative platform. Very good. And I, I was able to, you know, by me knowing a few celebrities here and there, I was able to get in some rooms, you know, that normal people couldn't get in, and it was cool. But then, you know, people start coming in and stealing the rooms, and mm-hmm. it, it was crazy. Started, started beefing and stuff. Motherfuckers trying to get their clout up, trying to clout up off clubhouse. Right. right. And then people was arguing on it. I mean, being I was in the room when uh Meek Mill and them was all down there arguing and all that. Oh yeah, I was in there. I was in there. <laughs> yeah, that shit was crazy. <laughs> but it was cool to be able to interact with certain artists and being able to actually talk to them and get a feel of who they were. But I feel like Clubhouse really hurt a lot of artists too, because people found out they wasn't who they say they was or who they say they was. Talk like yo, he talked like that. Like, I don't fuck with that. Or like yeah. this, he really think this. Like oh, this he's a That's bozo. Me <laughs> as you know, I, I don't see myself as a celebrity, but I just I try not to put my views out there. Like I try not to do that, like because people are, they'll always remember that. Mm-hmm. So I stick to unless you like Charlemagne God, God, then it don't matter. You can just say anything. <laughs> Yeah, I really wish Clubhouse wouldn't have went downhill because the way we had got on, we know uh, this girl's manager and he invited me on. Then I ended up inviting TJ on. And just the concept of it seemed really, really cool because it was only people in the industry still. Hmm. There's still a lot of people on there. So, I mean, it's just, man. Yeah, you just got to weed out the, the BS. Yeah, you got to yeah, I, I've been off that app for for months now. I can't, I can't. Yeah. I still downloaded it, man. I just, I was like, I ain't gonna delete it just yet, just in case. But yeah, yeah. I, I feel, I feel like it might make a little comeback, but definitely, it's it's changed so much from what it was when everybody was so hype about it. I don't know that it'll ever be what it was again. And now I, you got uh, all these other platforms trying to steal it and well, steal the idea and all that. So. I, Hype because everybody you couldn't it wasn't something that you can just download and get on like you had yeah. to be invited it was almost like a secret I seen mm-hmm. people selling plates like they were selling mm-hmm. so it was, mm-hmm. I made it that's what made it good because if you had it and somebody else didn't have it, they wanted it so bad like mm-hmm. why can I not those law but that that helped us with like networking and stuff like that with the show um I mean, I, I don't. I'm pretty sure it would still help. But back then, when it was only those few people on there, it was easier to connect with people. Now you got to go through 
everybody's channel in every room to make sure it ain't on no bullshit or anything like that. So, so to switch it up real quick, what was one of the craziest moments y'all had on y'all show since y'all started? Uh, we recorded in the car one time. Randomly got the yes. interviews. Or... I, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, what he just said. One time <laughs> I was having some car issues and uh, we was on the way to, to go record and my car was overheating. And ended up going out to eat downtown, trying to let the car cool off for a little minute. Still wasn't, it still ended up overheating. I done put some cooling in it, tried to throw some water in there <laughs> and end up getting stuck in traffic, like close to my house, like almost made it home. And then, uh, yeah, we end up, my car ended up like breaking down and I couldn't move it. I had to get it towed. And we end, while we was waiting on the tow, we ended up recording the episode in the car. We no, had to push home. the car from the middle of the street into a Sam's parking lot. And then we ended up recording the show on the phone. That's that's dedication right there. For sure. For sure. <laughs> we still yeah. got that one uh, uploaded. That's the wildest shit. And it was hot. It was hot as hell that day. We just in the car. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Man, that those them the type of stories you need for when you when you get to a bigger platform. You know what I'm saying? Like so you can remember the yeah. Or no, I ain't gonna lie. One time, I damn near about passed out during the show. I I, I almost uh overdosed on some uh some headache medicine because <laughs> I <laughs> you just gotta make I hadn't away. Man, look, I I had I had a banging ass migraine, and I had just like been in bed all day, and like before we started the show, like my head was just killing me, but I hadn't ate nothing. So I also had a, a like a cold. So I had took like one cold pill and then like one headache pill and like halfway during the show, like I just like man, I was going through it. <laughs> That's when we were still we weren't on camera yet. Uh, when, when that happened. Yeah, luckily we weren't on camera yet. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, all the crazy stories that we got are from episodes that were not on camera. We've tried to at least calm down since we started uh, recording these. <laughs> When we used to just do audio, we used to do it like how Soldier Boy getting all them videos and all this stuff getting pulled back up. Hey, yeah, he do be turning up, too. Yeah, he be turning up. You know he created everything. Right. (laughs) Who you got in the, uh, since you done brought it up, who you got in the uh, the versus Soldier Boy versus Bow Wow? Honestly, man. Yeah, I was going to say, honestly, bro, Soldier Boy did a lot. He's not fucking with Bow Pro. He's uh, he not fucking with him. You gotta think, bro. This nigga, like Bow Wow, he, yeah, Soldier Boy say he put everybody on, but Bow Wow really put a lot of niggas on. Like, you gotta really remember these tours. Like, yeah. Bow Wow was. Uh, yeah, you're right. You gotta think of the screen tour. That was Bow Wow's tour. That was my first tour I ever went to. And it was about <laughs> a tour. You gotta understand. That. Yeah. <laughs> I think this nigga was like he wasn't he wasn't just US like Bow Wow at one point in time was like worldwide like he was performing in other countries like you get what I'm saying like he was bigger than what what I mean he older now but you gotta think back then he was really on like yeah little Bow Wow I don't know you and he was on my reasoning, like, I feel like Soldier Boy would win because, like, I definitely feel you. Like, if we're talking about who is more talented musically, like, I don't think that's even close. I think it's hands down Bow Wow. Bow Wow, but yeah. I, 
No, he got hits, but I just feel like his hits, like I feel like most of his hardest hits was from when he was young. So like that's still him. When he go up, but when he go up against some Soldier Boy, but when he go up against Soldier Boy and he playing shit like Don't and you feel me, all that shit. That's like kind of for older, a little people older. You feel me, like more our age. And Bow Wow gonna be playing shit that was kind of you feel me a bop for like the teeny like type of shit. I just don't know how it's gonna you feel me compare. Numbers don't lie. You know what I'm saying? When he gets shorty like mine, when he gets to play the song with him and T Pain, all it like he got movies. Like, come on, bro, this Bow Wow. Like, come on, bro. it's not even close. Like Bow Wow got some kids now. Soldier Boy just really got that little that little block of time right there. Right. Like, hey, but during that block of time, he was killing shit though. Huh? <laughs> I said he was killing like shit on his level for what he was doing. He was killing shit when he was Man, he that was little kill- block of time that he had though. Like ten years, he was killing shit. It wasn't like he just fell off. Like, he, like now, yeah, like twenty some years later, but still, still now he's still relevant. We still talking about him today. Yeah, right now, twenty five years later, we still talking about Bow Wow. So obviously, he's doing something. You got to mm-hmm. give him his credit. Bow Wow, yeah, Bow Wow, real life goat out here, man. Y'all tripping? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think. Because what he's like one of the forefathers, of, uh, well, not one of the forefathers, but one of the no, earlier members I, of SSD. Now you going too far. <laughs> <laughs> of what, uh, of like Atlanta rap, he's one of the first, one of the, the more uh, uh he on the uh, Mount Rushmore. <laughs> nah, he ain't on the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> he about how I don't think he paved the way for nobody but himself, he did his own thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember no other like little kid artists out at that time. I think I think he probably made the way for like a Justin Romeo. Music. Yeah, Romeo. Oh, Man, I mean, I he needed to have a. I think Bow Wow. I mean, he needed to have an arch nemesis at that time because there was no <laughs> that helped him. I feel like Romeo was like his. He needed some type of beef. He needed yeah, that at sure. the time. For sure. Like who else was gonna be for Bow Wow? Like it wasn't like Tupac could or somebody could, like you know what I'm saying? Like who else could be with Bow Wow at the time? You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't, it wouldn't even feel right. You know what I'm saying? You gotta get the other yeah, kid yeah. in here. Somebody like Romeo to come out so he can, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That was a live ass beef. He even won that beef. Yeah, he did win that beef. But I don't yeah, I mean, but did, did yeah. Romeo have a real chance? Did Romeo have a real chance? No, he he did. But at the time, he had. I mean, you gotta think his daddy had money too. So, <laughs> so if it, I think if they would have played it right, he could, he could actually run. But at that time, Romeo wasn't really dropping no hits. So yeah, no, yeah, it was over with Romeo by that time. And then Romeo was trying to be like super gangster at the time, and it was like, come on, yeah, bro. he had the. I remember the video. Uh, had the big, had the whole block out and all type yeah. of shit. I'm like, yo, this is what little Romeo been on. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I don't believe it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, it was gonna be, yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna just. Boy, y'all wait till Saturday, boy. Bow Wow gonna destroy Soldier Boy, bro. I mean, I'm ready to see. I, I, I think it'll be closer than a lot of people are expecting. I Bro, think it'll be a lot closer than people expecting. Soldier Boy only had maybe like I give Soldier Boy five or six songs tops. Certified yeah. hits, if that. But it's I mean, you know what it go up against. But you man. I think this nigga Bow Wow catalog is long, bro. He has, he has to do this with everybody. 
Jacket edge. Like, right, bro. His, how many? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You go see, bro. You go. His catalog <laughs> long. His catalog. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just sleep. Maybe I'm just sleeping on Bow Wow, man. Maybe you're sleeping on Bow Wow. I'm gonna text your phone Saturday. Like, hey, hey, hope you're ready. <laughs> let let Bow Wow play Freshers on Miz. He gonna win that round. Yeah, Freshers on Miz. Like, he winning that. You round. think Freshers on Miz is an automatic point? What? Yeah, oh I, do. I do. I <laughs> do. <laughs> so what's the automatic point for Soldier Boy? Shit, crank that. No. And what else? Don't wasn't even like for real. Like I give you, I give you crank that. That I don't know what he's gonna play to counter crank that. It could. I don't even know. He has other songs he produced, but that wasn't. Yeah, like I don't know. He got. I mean, I don't know because I just. It also like he just said. I feel like it also depends on what uh, Soldier Boy gonna do. He could get into his. Oh, I produced this song bag or like you feel me. Soldier Boy got it. He don't. He don't have his hand in a lot of shit. Yeah, but if because I feel like in the verses you go by how good the song is and how big the song is. That song basketball. I don't think. Yeah. Soldier Boy Basket- has a basketball. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. Now I give you that. That's a that's a for sure point. I'll give you that one. That's a that's for sure a for point. Sure point. Yeah. Soldier Boy don't got nothing close to that, and that's not even like big heavy bow wow. You know what I'm saying? That's and just they, they still using that song to this day. Like, come on, he's still getting paid off of that. Still getting paid. Yeah, bounce with me was a good song. Bow wow, bounce with me. It's better than Craig. You like know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. It's like two, three different Bow Wow eras you can go off of because Bow Wow right. was cash money for a little bit and he did shit there. Like he got, he got, he got cataloged. All off was when Ti was writing for him. That's when I, I didn't, I didn't fuck with. Him. No, Damn, I didn't even know that happened. Right, I didn't even know that. I, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, he had. Uh, had uh, that's when all his raps changed. Like he was rapping, like he was spitting. I'm like, yo, but he sound like. <laughs> Like, out of nowhere, he just started hitting. I'm like, yo. <laughs> He's like, hold on, now. You weren't flowing like this. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> nah, yeah. Bow Wow got that. I'm saying, like, 15-5. I forgot about like, like you with Sierra. Come on, bro. Easy. <laughs> Easy. 118 to 5. Don't stop it, bro. Because after a while, you're going to get tired of the dance songs. What you got? Crank that, bird walk. You got about four dance songs that that's three dance songs not with it. Out of my man, system. he got "Kiss Me Through the Phone." He got speakers going hammer, Gucci bandana. Uh, what's the song? Him and Bow. We know what song they going in. Marco it. Polo. Like mine with Chris Brown. Stop it, bro. Stop. It. You don't got no shorty like mine. Let me hold you. Let me hold you. Like you don't got no. Turn my swag on. Soldier got turn my swag on. That's a that's a point. I mean that's a turn my swag on. Turn my swag on is a point. Okay, boom. Turn my swag on. I put Marco Polo against that one. No, we that's they they gonna end it on Marco Polo. We all know how that's gonna go. You said they 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 got it. Yeah, come on now. We know how they doing that. They gonna end on Marco Polo. Bro, they got so many songs, bro. It's so many. Bow I got so many. Uh, with Jack, he got songs with Jacket Ed. Like, uh, look, he looking at the cheat sheet uh, now. I yeah, ain't even like, prepared all. Like, you, you he looking at the cheat sheet kiss now. Me the phone or, like kiss that. me through the phone. Kiss me through the phone. Which yeah. one you going with that? Me personally, me personally, I like Kiss Me Through the Phone better. But I, I could see Puppy Love. I, I understand why Puppy Love is going up. 
I, I'm not look, me personally. I like Kiss Me Through the Phone better. True. Yes, yeah, it'd be definitely a good battle. I think it was, it's either way. I think it'll be a good a good I, show. Period. I think Soldier Boy gonna make it funny. He gonna be he gonna be extra. extra yeah, mm-hmm. he gonna be extra. He gonna have his antics. So you know, I feel like that'll also play a part in this. Behind the scenes, they said they got a lot of like celebrities that's gonna come out and perform the songs with them. So that's gonna that's make it interesting. See? That's dope. That's dope. Versus doing it right again. Yeah, okay, they gonna really miss. Be crazy. Yeah, we're gonna tune in How much we on here? Because this is still gonna go on IG. I don't know how long IG let you do videos. They're gonna take oh, yeah. been on for here, a man. minute. Like shit. I think you can get like up to an hour or some shit. Okay, I bro. think on IGTV. I think. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I mean, we just have to put out two different IG videos. If that's the case. Right. <laughs> like that was the work. first thing I Two hour video, man. So, do you usually come back to Tennessee uh, often? Often, uh, well, lately, lately I've been coming back, uh, coming, coming to see my mom and stuff since I moved to Texas. Okay, okay, yeah, man. Whenever you like get it, get back in the city, we got to do this in person. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I come down here. Already, but man, we appreciate y'all, you coming. Y'all do it in. What's that? Y'all got a studio? Uh, <laughs> yeah, my studio apartment. Yeah, stuff up there. <laughs> <laughs> he studio said my apartment studio apartment. Studio. He's a fool. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we. No, that's we working doing. on that though. Yeah, we working on getting a studio though. We doing different workspaces. Uh, usually on the show, nah. we smoking and shit. But. Doing um. Doing podcasts in different places to be live, like even if y'all was in the car, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all got a little, like a little car, and y'all pick up the y'all pick up who y'all interviewing. That would be dope. That would be dope. See, we just we've been that, yeah. Every week when we go in and we record, it's us two, and then we have two other co-hosts, Ethan and Amira. Um, they working right now, but we usually brainstorm every week on new shit we could do and new shit that we could like implement into our channel. And there's so many things since we've gotten all of our all of our equipment and shit. The opportunity is endless with us. So definitely that would be dope. Yeah, pick up who y'all interviewing and drive them around the interviewing. That would be dope. Yeah, yeah. That shit would be live as fuck. I'd be down with that. Yeah. I'd be <laughs> down with that for sure. For sure, for sure. Where can the people uh follow you at on, on uh social media? Hey man, that boy play on everything. D A T B O Y P L A Y. Yes, sir. That boy play on Snapchat, Twitter, everything. And don't forget okay. on July 4th in San Antonio, yeah. Lil Dark is going to be there. The link in my bio on Instagram. <laughs> yes, sir. And we're going to put the link on here too. We got you on that. Yeah. Yes, sir. Make sure y'all follow us. At Burn One Podcast, if you're not already watching on IGTV, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, shit, you can get at me, your boy Too Bleasy at Asian Ocho Eight. That's on Instagram, Twitter, and Apple Connect. Where I'll be dropping a playlist off on your head tops and what not. Get me at Rodney Boston and at This Is Boston on Twitter. And again, Burn One Podcast on all platforms, July Fourth, and that's the number one. The number one, because we are the number one podcast in these motherfucking streets. 
Yes, sir. July 4th, Lil Dirk, San Antonio, he in there. I guess TJ Phone died, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you coming on, bro, for real. Hey, no problem, man. All right, I'm going to go ahead and...